Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. As always, brought to you by all our great sponsors scrolling across the bottom there uh, who help us do this for the last, uh, well, 13 years on TV. Um, so pretty lucky and uh, to have the support of all those great sponsors. Um, got a good show for you today. Uh, it'll be part two of our trip down to Brazil and fishing the Amazon. Um, Esteban was going to try and make it with me. The trip was with Esteban Gutierrez with the America's Angling Company. I had to write it down because he changed his company name. Um, anyway, so he uh, helped arrange the whole trip and everything. He was going to try and uh, join me here today, but he also told me he was going to be in Costa Rica. So whether or not he could make it or not was the, uh, the question. So Cool. I'm wearing my magic hat today that works with my green screen, the Amazon jungle behind me. So uh, before we get to the show, um, I got out fishing the other day on uh, our boat with my wife and my son and uh, pretty not great, but decent uh, calico bass fishing. Uh, my son caught a really nice big one first thing in the morning and uh, it was the biggest fish of the day. So I actually posted a picture of that. If you saw that, uh, quality, quality, um, calico bass. I actually, uh, handed him a rod and it had one of the really big, um, dart spins on it. And he's, oh, that's too big. I'm like, nah, the big bass like that big bait. And sure enough, a few minutes later, he got that really nice big calico. So, uh, of course, like I said, it was the biggest fish of the day. So we heard about it all day long. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, Liam Young, how you doing, man? So Liam's is actually watching over at Kayak Fishing Tales. So, you know, I go over this every week, but, um, you can watch our show on the Kayak Fishing Show Facebook page, the Kayak Fishing Show group page, or on Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. So, um, that's kind of a better way a little bit, uh, as far as, being notified. So if you subscribe to the channel and um, ask for notifications, then you will are more likely to be notified when we're going live. That or the Kayak Fishing Show group page, uh, our normal Kayak Fishing page, uh, as far as notifications goes, not great with Facebook. Um, they don't they don't send it out to all of our followers. So uh, although this is from our group page, it's Facebook user saying hello from Ottawa. Uh, again, so if you're watching on the group page, you do need to give StreamYard permission to use your name. So um, that's why it always shows up as Facebook user. Uh, Aaron Dodds, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And we have another Facebook user waving. So thank you guys for joining us. I really appreciate it. So here's a, a funny one, actually. Um, I told the story last week before the show. Uh, that my wonderful, awesome wife got me this knife. Uh, it's a Emerson. Uh, it's, it's was to replace a knife that I had lost. Uh, I had a Emerson Benchmade. It was a collaboration between Emerson and Benchmade. And I had lost it. And I'd had it for years. And couldn't find it. And um, searched and searched. I thought I'd left it in my luggage or something. Um, and then while we were watching the episode last week, it was actually kind of funny. We were watching the episode last week. 
I pointed it out. I stopped and go, hey, there's my, my knife, my old knife. It was in the pocket of my PFD. Now, this is this episode's years before I had lost my knife, but um, it got me to thinking. <laughs> so I went out and started looking through my old PFDs and sure enough, found my old Emerson uh, Benchmade. It was my favorite knife forever. Uh, and now I've got two beautiful knives. Uh, but I mean, it was just funny that I, I literally spotted it in my PFD during the episode. And uh, I went searching, looked through my PFDs that I had in my garage. And sure enough, there's my old knife. Um, <laughs> very similar. Uh, the new one is a tad shorter blade, which actually is a little bit more comfortable to carry. So, um, but I, I love knives. I always have knives. So, um, yeah. So my awesome wife got me the replacement. And then literally a few days later, I find the knife that's been missing for over a year. So there we go. <laughs> um, let's uh, get rid of that banner cruising across the bottom. So if you guys do have questions, of course, you know, that always makes for a better show. Questions, comments, anything like that. Um always makes it a little bit more entertaining. Um, other than that, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I know we did, ate way too much. Um, did Thanksgiving at my sister-in-law's and then um, just because you never get enough leftovers that way, I uh, smoked one two days later here at home. And so uh, lots of leftovers and uh, I, I like it that smoked that way on the uh, camp shelf, on camp chef, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Art Stanton says, hello from Facebook, lifelong dream to fish the Amazon. Yes, and it was mine as well. You know, you always see these just big, crazy fish. And, you know, I'd really wanted to do it. And Esteban helped us set that trip up. Uh, and it was just a, a great, great trip. Um, we did have an issue with, um, and we mentioned this in the preview of the show last week. Um, we had a trip scheduled. And then they just got a ton of rain. And when the water level's too high there, what happens is the river just overflows the banks and it's just out in the jungle. Uh, you'll probably see it if we show any more of the aerial shots. Um, but the water overflows the banks and goes way back into the jungle. And you can literally hear the fish way, way back in there. There's no way to get to them. Uh, so you got to have the water low. Um, so we rescheduled for several months later and unfortunately they had another storm. So it, while it wasn't nearly as high, it was still very definitely fishable. It was still high. And so those big fish were still back in there. So we didn't end up landing, landing any really big fish, but we had great numbers. Now this episode, what we had decided to do was, concentrate on fly fishing because in the first one it was all throwing top water lures uh bait casters and all that i think i made it through about half of the episode fly fishing because we we were um got into some really heavy covered areas and i just can't fly fish in that you know i'm definitely a novice for when it comes to fly fishing so and i'm pretty good with the bait caster so <laughs> um uh, I, like I said, I, I fished the initial part of this episode. I think Esteban stuck with the fly the whole time. I don't remember. I haven't watched the episode in a long time, but uh, it's definitely uh, a very cool way to fish down there and getting these fish to come up. 
Um, these peacocks, uh, wolf fish, everything else was um, absolutely amazing. And um, is it just a, a special, special trip? And uh, one of those, like I said, one of those dream um, destinations. Uh, my trip was a mission to get there. Uh, I don't know why it booked out this way, but the route I took in, and it might've been just the fact that I always fly United airlines, just so I always get all my miles on one airline. Um, I had to fly from California down to Sao Paulo and then back up to Manaus. So it was just a super, super long trip. I mean, I think it all told with, with, uh, layovers and everything else. I think I had a 30 hour trip to get there which of course you show up on location and you're exhausted. Um, the way back was much, much faster. I think I came more up. Uh, so I went from Manaus and then up to, um, as I recall, I came through uh, Peru coming back. Because uh, basically you fly to Manaus and then we jumped on a float plane and then the float plane lands on the river. And then on the river, we jumped on the houseboat, which was just, I'd say it was just really cool because um, they'd move the houseboat every day. So you weren't fishing the same area every day. Um, and then even along with that, we would throw our kayaks behind one of their small boats and we'd tow it even farther to, to get away from where anybody else was fishing. And then we'd fish out of the kayaks. Um, it was really cool. Um, the fly fishing, like I said, it was good. Um, probably would have done more stand-up fly fishing. The problem was there was a little bit of wind, and then with the current, and then trying to stay oriented into the because the water was so high, um, you really wanted to make very, very precise casts because you did want to get back there into the trees a little bit. Um, of course, that's where you would get bit, but that was also where you'd get broken off because. Whenever you would hook one of those big fish, it would immediately take a left turn, go around a tree, and you were toast. So really the only way you could land fish was if you could entice them to come out uh, or if it was a fish that was out there already. So it, it was tough, um, but uh, still amazing, amazing trip. So um, with that said, and I've said, uh, well, there was a, uh, hey, Jim, you rule. Well, thanks. Facebook user. And again, I'll, I'll reiterate it. It's uh, if you, if you are getting this Facebook user uh, it is because you have not given StreamYard permission to use your name. So uh, at the beginning of the broadcast up at the top in the description, I believe it says uh, to give it permission. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice for some reason. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, with that, um, how about we just get the, since I don't have a guest and uh, Esteban couldn't make it, obviously, let's uh, let's roll this episode. And again, if you have any questions, please shoot them my way. Any questions, comments, anything like that. I love to love to share and uh, talk. So let's uh, add it up there. Put me down there. Ooh, let's get rid of that. Uh, real quick, it, it's it's che I'll check the beginning thing. It's actually it's in the um, episode description, as I recall, because I don't get it. Um, but it's in the episode description up at the top uh, where it says give it permission. <laughs> I, I told Serge to give the app permission, but he does not listen to me. <laughs> 
Uh, that's funny. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, get this episode rolling. If you're not hearing it, or if there's any issues, please let me know. Um, sometimes, you know, there's technical glitches, but uh, here we go. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, our Amazon expedition continues. This week, we are dedicated to the fly. We are just going to be fly fishing and see if we can pull up a big fish on the fly rod. Now, I have a lot to learn. Uh, this is all new gear. How's that for bad editing? Um, I say right then we're dedicating to the fly and they show a picture of me throwing a bait caster and a topwater. That's one of the little things that would get by that I, I didn't catch. Maybe they didn't send it to me for a Q&A. Here <laughs> to me, I, I rarely fly fish, but Esteban, our good buddy from Blackbeard Fishing Company, is an expert fly angler. He's going to help me out. Stick around. This is going to be an awesome show. Best fishing show theme song there is. I play this really loud out of my sprinter van as I pull up to the beach. People know I'm coming. I don't know. Today we're going to give it a shot at uh, fly fishing. It's early morning right now. We're going to be using top water. Uh, we're rigged with a uh, floating line and monofilament as our leader. I tied this fly here. This is just a uh, very large foam popper uh, with, some, uh, with some deer hair. There is so much cover. Uh, you know, the canopy kind of overextends on, onto the water. So we're going to be trying to get in those little tight pockets where the fish are feeding early in the morning. I have a feeling there's going to be one here. Man, he swallowed that fly. Come down, little buddy. Oops. Well, that came off easily. You can see how big this hook is. And that fish almost swallowed it whole. And it was a small peacock bass. But two things happen. We know the fly works and the technique is definitely working. I guess the key right here is just positioning yourself to make the cast in a way that you won't get tangled on your back cast. These channels tend to be a little narrow so you got to pay attention to both sides and then you got to cast close enough to the shoreline to where you can entice the fish with, with a nice presentation. Right now, the season has been a little off, lots of rain. So the water level was a little higher than we expected, which made fly fishing a little challenging because instead of side casting for big 
talking about. Now you're, you're blind casting for mangroves and getting tangled in the mangroves quite a bit. Oh, oh man, I just blew up that spot. Oh yeah, it's under good. You have to get the fly right next to the branches. You have to get under the canopy and, and find these fish that are hidden in the little crevices close to the shore. Still trying to just get the feel for this. Oh, because you got intermediate sinking line. I'm using floating line. It's very important to remember. You got to match your line and your leader to the fly that you're throwing. In Jim's case, he's throwing intermediate sinking line. So he should be using a streamer or, or a different kind of fly, a fly that, that won't float on top of the water. That way he can work a different water column. And right now we're going to change uh, Jim's fly to, uh, to a streamer. That's going to give him a better chance of landing a fish. Switching over uh, flies that one he gave me before socked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for sucking. Well, see, I had a fly on here that I wanted to use, and then somebody cut it off. And I told him to use that one, which didn't work. So now we're going to be back in business. This is just made out of craft for it looks gorgeous and it has a lot of action under the, under the water. It also has a trailer hook that he can use to, to improve his chances. It's, um, it doesn't have as much wind resistance as a popper does, so you should be able to cast easier too. So I have fly fished recently, so trying to get back into fly fishing, but recently was not out of a kayak. So it's gonna take me a little bit just kinda orient myself, get my gear in the position in the way that I want it, that's gonna be the most effective. So I'm sure I'm gonna be struggling initially this morning. <laughs> Little fish, but hey, you know what? I'm pretty stoked because that's my first fish off a fly in the Amazon. Pink colors. Get back in the water. Boom, fish on the fly. <laughs> The kayak fishing show is brought yeah. to you by. Like I said, Jackson Kayak. I don't do a lot of fly One fishing. I, I really enjoy water. it. But, uh, Ryan Cooler. Don't do it a lot. So never I'm lose your cool. Super proficient, particularly when you have Cigar, to be the really accurate with your casting. Of fluorocarbon fishing. Uh, it was bad enough meters. with the uh, the casting with a bait caster trying to line it up between trees while you're drifting by, and um, you got very proficient at getting your lure out of trees. I will tell you that. But I'm much more much more accurate with a bait caster than anything else. I don't like fishing spinning gear. Uh, I'm not accurate with it at all. To me, fly fishing is the next level in fishing. I like the process. I like to dissect things. The entire process from designing a fly, researching color patterns, materials, uh, what works, what doesn't. To rigging your own equipment, your own reel, your own rod, using the right combination, then going out learning how to fly cast, and then traveling to a destination that you've never gone to before using that fly that you've never thrown before, but you design, then actually catching a fish. To me, it is the most rewarding way of fishing. It's, it's, a, it's almost like an art. I have to work for this one. That's the beautiful thing about fly fishing. You can just pick up the fly and lay it back down where the first bite was. Hungry little guy. Nice, safe release. Still got the fly in one piece. This seems to be the money today. Little foam popper with deer hair. 
little bit of orange chenille. I bite yours truly. Don't lose your mind. Have a lot of patience and be prepared to fail. Be prepared to make mistakes. And, and uh, you will be getting tangled in the branches quite a bit. Uh, you will get a lot of blow-ups and you'll miss fish. Oh, he let go. Damn it, man. That was a 20, 30 pounder. Oh man, please come back. Take that and learn from it. And, and, and that's what's gonna make you a better angler. I don't even want this one. That bad to say? I don't know if you can see it. I'm still shaking from the blow up I just had. So this is my uh, consolation prize. Is that what they call it? Another little peacock. So probably one of the biggest issues I've been having fly fishing is snagging my line on my paddle and knocking my paddle in the water. Because when I normally fish, I like to keep my paddle just over my lap, just like this. So that way I can readjust my stroke and my positioning. And, and that's what I've been doing with the, uh, the bait casters. But with the fly line, because you're, you've got, you're casting so much more, you know, you're doing so many more actions and that line is whipping around. I kept either knocking my paddle in the water or wrapping my line around the paddle. So what I found worked really well for me uh, when we'd get to an area, we'd paddle into a spot and we'd get there and then I'd just take my paddle apart and put one section in my Yak Attack Paddle Keeper there. And then I can just reposition myself with a single blade. And I can paddle around this whole lagoon with a single paddle. So that has really helped me on the later point of this day. And Esteban actually has a fish on. Nice. See how that paddle's in his way? Came undone. Fish came off. See, if he had been using his paddle in two pieces like this, he would have been fighting that paddle. Damn it, man. <laughs> so fly fishing from a kayak is it's very challenging. Obviously, it depends on the environment that you're in, and you have to know how to adapt to that environment. But regardless of where you are, you have to manage your line while inside the kayak. That way you can make the cast, a cast of the length that you need to make. So one thing I always do, for example, is I put my put my foot pegs all the way forward to where I can barely touch them with my tippy toes. And then I clear the entire cockpit area, like my tools, everything goes under the seat. So that way the only thing in the cockpit or the kayak is the line. And check your line constantly, especially if you see a fish come out of the bushes and you wanna pick up the line and lay it back down. The worst possible thing that could happen is that you didn't check your line and when you try to lay it back down and you have a knot and you couldn't get the fish. Now Jackson makes a boat for fly fishing called the Mayfly. It's a, a great, clean platform for fly fishing. Um, we're using the Kusa HD, which although not perfect, uh, is pretty good. It's a pretty clean surface. Uh, it's got that good stability, great maneuverability that you need in these kinds of waters, tight areas, and very good standability for when we want to stand up cast.
Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak, one family, many waters. Siegler Reels, delivering the highest quality fishing reels, period. Yak Attack, make it yours, period. Got uh, Nuno Reyes from uh, Portugal. Thanks for joining us from Portugal, man. I really appreciate that. Um, was planning on going to Portugal uh, a couple of years ago. It's actually before COVID and all that. And then the whole trip got canceled, um, which was a shame. I was really looking forward to going there. The trip started with a lot of heat and it's something we expected it was it was uh challenging you know we are really close to the equator and and, and we were definitely prepared for some challenging conditions it is extremely extremely hot you can tell i'm sweating just needed to stop for a second and hydrate a little bit, a little bit. seems like uh the afternoon heat here in the amazon is almost unbearable and uh, i decided to wear shorts today Probably not a good idea. I have plenty of sunblock, but my legs are burning. <sighs> Go through about 50 of these a day. <laughs> and it may not be enough. Very hot. Very sweaty. Learn to say thank you in every country you go to. Very important. Abrigado. Tomo abrigado. <laughs> Uh, at least give it a try. <laughs> I'm just taking a small break, hydrating again. We're actually uh, off the sun right now in this little river. It's really nice to have the canopy over as it cool down. It's kind of narrow, makes it hard for fly fishing. But Jim right here behind me, he's throwing a tap water uh, bait and he's, he's landed a couple of fish. So we've been kind of baking in the sun, casting away, not doing much. And he took us down this cool little side channel that put us in the shade, which was very welcome. And we got to catch a couple of little fish. And quite honestly, it was the highlight of the day. It was such a cool little winding little stream that we just got to drift through and make some short casts and catch a couple of fish definitely the highlight of the day for me you know we ended up in this big lake back here so hopefully there's some some fish in it so a couple of key things i think you really need to bring if you're uh, on this amazon trip long pants that are nice and light and breathable long sleeve shirts light and breathable and we've had rain but we have had blazing sun and uh, if you don't got the long pants you're gonna burn up i've been wearing these extra tough shoes keep the top of my feet covered wide brimmed hat too just as whatever you can do to keep that sun off you because it gets very very hot and you, you don't want to ruin your trip by getting just cooked We caught a lot you of see fish. how these things throw hooks so well. They jump like crazy. 
Caught a lot of fish. No real big ones, but just so many fish. Well, got a nice little uh, good eating size Paku here, and our guide promised us a shore lunch today. So we're going to keep this one and uh, cook it up over an open fire. So pickup bass expeditions is one of the very few operations in the Amazon that are this complete. They have all the logistics worked out. The service is incredible. The food's amazing. Everything was flawless. The adventure of a lifetime. It's very cool in that you're on a, uh, a big uh, mothership, if you will, that can move upriver and throughout the week the lodge actually moves to different spots. So you get to explore a tremendous amount of the river in different areas. So you're not fishing in the same area every single day. They were picnics on the beach during lunch with hammocks hanging and they had every, everything set up for us to take a nap after eating, uh, cooking peacock bass that we caught just 20 minutes before. Very good food, as good as it get. incredible dinner although we're paddling a lot and sweating a lot i'm sure i'm gaining weight because <laughs> just so much good food we had uh piranha uh, whole piranha had piranha soup which was amazing these guys just have such a really good system and everybody's so friendly and so helpful i mean they'll barely let you lift a finger to get your rods and everything else so a really great operation with peacock bass expedition no better way to cool off. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by... And of course, there the were Cayman and um, Piranha right there where we swam. <laughs> we actually caught some Piranha right there where we were Yak swimming. Attack. So... <laughs> Seagull Reels. It said at one point, and I don't know if it, we showed it last week, but we Whoa. were... Uh, I threw some soft plastics. That place is no place for soft plastics. They last about one cast. Um, they just did get destroyed. Absolutely destroyed on the soft plastics. So you got to throw hard baits for sure. I don't know that I've ever made more casts on a trip. I mean, uh, we were throwing top water, we threw flies, and a lot of casting. A lot of casting, a lot of catching trees, and a lot of blow-ups. Uh, so, learning experience, I, I learned a lot. I know if I was to come and do this trip again, I'd do some things a little bit differently. I might bring a little bit different gear. You're gonna need floating line, you're gonna need intermediate line, you're gonna need full sinking line, so you can reach different water columns. and do your research but luckily enough we actually landed some quality fish some good fish a lot of them <laughs> yeah baby yeah well that's the biggest one so far i think our guide was throwing the prop bait and it blew up and missed it so i threw right over on top of where it missed it and he got mine Look at that. Beautiful fish. So much fun. 
<laughs> Good fish, man. <laughs> we saw a lot of blow-ups. We saw a lot of big fish. We missed a lot of big fish. But it was all a learning experience. I will be back next time, and now I know. Now I know what to do. I'll be prepared and uh, mentally prepared because it could be really frustrating at times. But overall, this destination, the environment, the surroundings, the, the nature, the water, and the fish are amazing. This place is incredible. It's definitely a must-do. If you want just a really cool adventure, something that I personally have thought about my whole life since, you know, reading National Geographic, watching the Nature Channel, I've always wanted to come to the Amazon, and it doesn't disappoint. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, there's many times out here where I'm just sitting back in my kayak and drifting downriver, and I just forget about fishing. And I'm watching the birds and looking for creatures up in the trees. Just an epic place. Fly fishing is now going to be a part of Peacock Bass Expeditions. So I'm going to be working with them and uh, in bringing fly anglers to the lodge. And, and then hopefully as more anglers, maybe more experienced fly anglers come to the lodge, they can teach me a thing or two. So I'm really looking forward to the future working with Peacock Bass Expeditions. It, it's just a, a, a very different experience, uh, but a very rewarding one. Can't wait to be back and do it all over again. I will say this, if you come down here, make sure you have good hooks on your lures. A lot of lures don't come with the beefiest hooks on them and these fish will straighten your hooks out. So swap them out for a good quality mustad hook. Ooh, beautiful fish. Amazing. These small ones are so much fun. Such a good fight. I just can't imagine if we ever actually get into one of those really big ones. I'm working really hard on this trip to find, try and get a big fish. And it just hasn't happened. Lots of fish. Lots of amazing fish. I mean, the fish that are this big are, are so incredibly strong. The big ones are just beasts. <sighs> Great fun. I mean, the topwater action has just been so much fun. So exciting. I just want to keep doing it. I, I don't remember the last time I worked so hard on a trip where I threw a lure so many times because it's so exciting. You just want to keep throwing one more cast, one more cast, one more cast. You just want to keep casting because of those insane blowups you get. I'm not ready to go home. I... I I got stuff to do still, <laughs> and we've only got maybe half an hour left of fishing before it gets dark. I'm not ready to be done. We've got a few minutes before the sun goes down on our last day. I want to get a big fish. I want to give it another one more go. I hope you've enjoyed the shows. We've had a great time down here in the Amazon with Peacock Bass Expeditions. Join us for more exciting trips on the Kayak Fishing Show. Take care. And I did not get that one last big fish. Um, it was, like I said, tons of fish. 
had some shots at big fish. Um, my biggest fish, I had one that came out from the trees, but ended up hitting my lure right next to my kayak and went straight under my boat. So, I mean, I had no time to even react to it. It hit, went straight under my boat and just loaded up with about, you know, this much line out and just popped it off. Um, I would reiterate about the hooks. Uh, like I said, I was using that uh, TA crossover topwater. I love that lure. It, it works really, really well um, for my surface lure. And the hooks just got destroyed. But then I didn't really have the right hook for it. Um, the downside was a lot of fish missed it. I, I felt like the hooks on it were a little small because I was getting hit and um, they just were not connecting. And there was a lot of that. So I tried to go to a bigger hook, but it was a heavier hook, um, which threw off the balance of the lure. And it, uh, it just that from that point on, it would not swim properly. So, you know, I should have had a little bit more variety, some different hooks, some better quality hooks. Maybe I could have jumped up in size without necessarily going up in weight. So uh, that was the downside because that kind of put that one really good lure that was getting the most action, kind of put it out of business. Um I said the guides, they were throwing those really, really big prop baits. Uh, let me see some. Whoops. I just disconnected my headphones. Um, somebody actually asked me the other day uh, if I could show the lures we brought. And I just happened to have them here. So these, as far as these big prop baits goes, um, they were two and three trebles. Uh, this one just has a single prop on the back. Um, looks like, oh, here's the, here's the TA crossover that I used. And you can see this thing was beat up. This is actually a, a box that I had with me there. Um, and the hooks, and we can see that there's a, a straightened hook. Um, <laughs> Some of the uh, prop baits, and I don't see one in here, but some of them would have dual props, one in the front end, one on the back. And I'm, we mentioned it in the show last week, is the guide was so specific about the sound that these props made um, as it would go across the water. It'd like, and throw a ton of water, but he would throw it, pop it a few times, uh, and it wasn't quite wasn't quite making the right pitch of sound that he wanted. So then he would, you know, bring the lure in and tweak it a little bit, tune it a little bit till it got right to the sound that he wanted. You know, I wouldn't even notice the difference quite honestly, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool to see. Um, these things are all kind of tangled together here in this box, but here's another one of those big prop baits. Um, I honestly, had more luck on this lure here on the TA crossover and on an old um, Sabeel uh, stick shad uh, suspending because that one, I it would swim just slightly under the surface. So I had the top water and then the um, just subsurface. And these two were the best. This thing, I, you know, it's got a rattle to it. It, it 
for whatever reason, this this lure right here is a fish calling machine. You know, I mainly fish um, band of anglers, Sabeel lures, but I like having this one in my box because it, it has always worked really well when I wanted a good top water. And I mean, I have caught redfish on it. I've caught um, barracuda. I mean, you name it. I think I've caught tuna on it, um, but definitely needs better hooks on it. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a few of the lures that I brought on that trip. Oh, here's a, uh, actually, no, it's not. I thought I had a stick shad in there, but I didn't. So again, so somebody asked me to show the lures we had, and there's a, there's a couple of them that we uh, use as far as those prop baits goes. And I wish I had the name of the guy who sent them to us because. Oh, it, um, high roller. So this is high roller lures. Uh, he was the one who sent us those uh, those prop baits. And uh, they were they were really cool. So anyway, I appreciate you all joining me. I'm sorry we couldn't get to Esteban in here to to tell his side of the stories, but uh, like I said, he's in Costa Rica right now. If anybody wants to um, get a hold of Esteban, let's see, I put it up here. Here it is. So that's how you can reach Esteban uh, if you're interested in some of these trips down to uh, South America, Costa Rica. Uh, it's americasangling.com. Um, and uh, lots of information on his website. Uh, but it's the America's Angling Company. So that's how you can get a hold of Esteban. And um, again, please support any of our sponsors that we have on here. Uh, that helps us keep doing our shows. Um, with that said, I hope you guys all have a, a good rest of the week and uh, we'll keep these going. I'm sure I'll take a break over the Christmas holidays, but uh, for now, just look for us every Tuesday, maybe on Thursdays as well. And uh, if you are, um, well, okay, I'll answer this one really quick. You need to come fishing in Portugal. As I mentioned before, um, before covid we actually were supposed to go to Portugal and um, I've got some very good friends in uh, Spain and in Germany, and they were going to meet me in Portugal. And uh, it had all been arranged by a gentleman I had actually met on a trip while I was in Costa Rica who owns a couple of restaurants in Portugal. And he invited us to come out and um, it just all fell apart because of um, COVID. So now it's a matter of, um, you know, rearranging, getting all my show stuff back together and seeing if I can get a trip. So hopefully uh, that'll come together. I doubt it'll come together next week unless there's some sponsor who wants to pay for us to go there, but maybe the year after that. So, but I appreciate the uh, invite, Nuno. And if you want to put a trip together for us, that would help. <laughs> It always helps if we have somebody on location helping us put the trip together. So anyway, uh, I thank you guys again all for joining us. If you're watching this on the replay, please give us the thumbs up and let us know that you're watching it on a replay. Uh, if you are going out on the water, please remember to always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. You take care.
Woo!